0: Hello brothers and sisters, greetings in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the very first day of 2022 and I'm looking forward to what the Lord is going to do at the cross this year. There's some really good stuff I think that's going to happen up there this year and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Our verses today are going to be out of First Corinthians chapter 3 and I, I pray that the the Lord will open our ears and our hearts to truly understand this message and where it's coming from and what the responsibility is on our parts to, to further the gospel of Jesus Christ in our, our circles and around the people that we know and even some people that we don't know yet. So I'm going to do a quick prayer and then we will get into the teaching. Father, I thank you for this time. Thank you for the time you give me to study and to prepare this sermon. I thank you for the people that are listening all over. With technology as it is, I know that there's people in in the United States, in Germany, and Brazil that are listening on a regular basis, Lord. And I thank you for all of those people. I may not know them by name. I may have never seen their face. But I'm very thankful, Lord, that, that you have directed them to come and listen. I thank you for your son. Jesus Christ, I thank you for this message. I ask that you clear our heads, clear our minds, that you take away all distractions, Lord, that you open our ears, you open our hearts, so that this message can get deep down inside of our souls, Lord, and we can use it to build upon that foundation that is your Son, Jesus Christ, and it is in his name and through his blood that we pray. Amen. So we're going to start out with to today's verses, are 1 Corinthians 3.10-15. And this particular Bible, I'll be doing the sermon from the ESV. The King James was that I normally like to use, or the Geneva. They were okay to understand, but I didn't know how it would come through on an audio recording. So I'm going to go with the ESV. And this particular ESV that I have, that I like to use has the uh, text on two different pages, so I'm going to be flipping back and forth, and I might lose my spot for a second, so just bear with me, please. 1 Corinthians 3, starting with verse 10. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. if anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. So today's verses are found in the beginning of Paul's first letter to the Corinthian church. And previous to these verses in chapter 3, Paul had admonished the church for being babies in the faith, and he did this in verses 1 through 4. But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it, and even now you are not yet ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, you are not of the flesh, and you are not of the flesh, and behaving only in a human way. For when one says, I follow Paul, and another I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human?" So that's how he started out this chapter of this letter. And our verses today are sandwiched in between that and the ever popular, ever quoted verse 16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? So there was much division in the Corinthian church over who was the favored leader of the day some were claiming allegiance to paul some were claiming allegiance to apollos and later on in the chapter he brings in the name of cephas as well so does this sound familiar to anybody with the inclusion of technology into our society as we're using now the same general disagreements are happening now the only difference being instead of localized leaders in local churches we're People are now able to access teachings from around the globe. So Christians will say, I oh, you know, I I love John MacArthur, but I don't really care for Vadi Bachman or yeah, I don't really care for either one of them. They're way too serious. I I love Joel Osteen. He tells funny jokes and he's laid back and he isn't all preachy like the the others, all that repent and be saved stuff. So we have the Corinthian church arguing over who their favorite leader is and we now will argue over who our favorite leaders are and who our favorite pastors are, who our favorite people on TV are, or who our favorite people are on the the sermon channels. So what really is the difference? Actually, there's not much. The bad part is that most teachings today are superficial at best, and they're leaving Christians to argue over who's the best teacher and arguing over who is the best to follow. But because these teachings are superficial, I'm not really certain, and this is just a majority of them, it's not all of them, but because these teachings are superficial, you know, I'm not really sure how much biblical truth is really in them as much as there is self-help and how to make sure you have a good life while you're here on earth. What Paul was saying to them is that as long as someone is teaching biblical truth, I'm going to read that again. Paul was saying as long as someone is teaching biblical truth, whether it's Paul or Apollos or Cephas, as long as they're teaching biblical truth, they're working to build up the church upon a solid foundation. He's saying that one plants and that one waters and one, and then God will give the growth. So, and this is actually a very exciting truth to me. And it's an exciting truth that I personally can be used by God to help plant a seed. That I can be used by God to help water a seed. You know, to be used of God to plant a seed in someone's life or to water an existing seed and being able to watch them grow in the grace of knowledge of Jesus Christ is, is an awesome endeavor. And if you're actually part of that, if you've been one of the ones that God's chosen to, to help that person or plant that seed in their life as God's giving the growth, it's very humbling to watch. What we see here in the text, though, is that Paul switches from his uh, gardening um uh, way of explaining this, which was in verses 5 through 7. He says in verse 8, he switch, he's switching over from gardening example to that of a building, and he makes this transition in verses 8 and 9. He wrote, He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. And this is going to be be Paul's way of explaining that a Christian walk isn't just a simple planting, watering, growing endeavor. In that analogy, that way of thinking, there's no responsibility with the plant. One person's going to work to plant the seed, then another works to water the plant, and then God gives the growth. But where is the responsibility of our walk on our part? And that responsibility lays on what we contribute not only to building ourselves up, not only to our walk, but also to others' walks as well. Now I want you to let that sink in, brothers and sisters. That responsibility lays on what we contribute not only to building ourselves up, not only to our walk, but also to the walks of others as well. Now, our foundation, as we when I read the first verse, verse 10 of our section today, our foundation, our walk needs to be Jesus Christ, and it needs to be the biblical Jesus Christ and not a Jesus Christ that we made up in our own image, or one that we think that we know it needs to be the biblical Jesus. And now Paul wrote in verse 10, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. So there's... uh, kind of a warning in there to be cautious uh, how you build upon your foundation that is Jesus Christ both in your life and others and that's something else we need to understand let each one take care how he builds upon it there is a warning in there Christ is precious he is the foundation of your walk. You must be careful about how you build upon such a precious foundation. Now I've preached for years now about how you need to read and study your Bible. And now I'm going to tell you why that isn't me just talking, nor was it me trying to sound pastorly. It is because we need to know God's Word in order to select the most precious material upon which to build our walk. But also, we will have others helping us build just as we will help others build their walk. And we need to build strong upon this precious foundation that is Christ. In verse 12, Paul metaphorically writes of the different building materials as if the building process produces a a brick-and-mortar building. The lesson here is in what we choose to build with. He had wrote in the first part of uh, verse 12, that three of the building materials are gold, silver, and precious stone. And then, in the second part, He wrote that the building materials are wood, hay, and straw, or stubble in the King James. So we have three that are solid building choices, and three that are questionable building choices. Are you starting to see the divide yet? Our walk and those things we help build in others' foundations will be, in that day, tested by fire. They will be tested by fire. And that was a little farther on in our our verses that we read. And what is more apt to survive a fire? Gold, silver, and precious stones, or wood, hay, and stubble? And you're going to tell me, well, it's gold, silver, and precious stones, obviously. Now, our Christian walk over our lives will be a constant remodel as god shows us the follies of our ways or certain areas of strengths we may see areas of our walk that was built of planks of balsa wood and in our walk in our walk and when god shows us the weakness of those planks and this may be through reading studying and praying and he shows us this weakness we need to uh, We need to take that weak building material and rip it out from our theological stances and replace it with pillars of polished gold that not only help to reinforce our walk, but build up another's walk with precious metals. Is anything we learn that's a biblical truth in our walk, we can help share with others and give them some of the precious building materials for their walk as well. Our walks are not going to come down to a quick once over by a building inspector. You know, we're not going to build up our walk and then somebody's going to come along and go, oh yeah, they could have used something here but I guess that'll pass. You could have used something over here and that will pass. It's not going to be like a building inspector today. Our walks will come down to our structures. The walk that we built with Christ being set ablaze and all that is not of God All that was built upon a lie, all that was theological rubble, all that doesn't measure up to what God had actually written in his word, will be a giant wall of flames. And there you shall stand with your walk, your entire Christian view being tested in the flames of a holy and righteous God. Was it built strong enough and of the right materials to withstand the inferno? Or will your walk be systematically destroyed until before you, your walk is nothing but a smoldering pile of ashes with a little glitter here and there of gold, silver, and precious stones? And what about what you've contributed to others? There's a reason that James wrote in chapter 3, verse 1 of his letter, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Notice James didn't say pastors or elders or deacons. He said teachers. King James says masters. This could be any one of us who has taught another. Pastors, Bible scholars, professors, Sunday school teachers, Bible study leaders, those who teach their children at home. This is why we must know God's word in truth. That which was built out of teachings that were not scriptural will be consumed by the fire. That which was built out of teachings that were not scriptural will be consumed by the fire. And hopefully, bam, just like that, a light is starting to come on. We will be judged upon every word that we have spoken. I will be judged upon every word I have spoken, as will you. Every thought, word, and action, and I tell you, without the blood of Christ, none shall be righteous. Do you want to stand before Christ, your walk in ashes before you, and explain to Jesus Christ why despite the fact that you've been offered numerous Bibles for free, you still never read one? Or, why your Bible sits in a drawer, the pages all mangled from smashing into every old remote, half-dead battery and old greeting cards you couldn't part with, or perhaps it's on a shelf covered in dust, untouched and unread, while you neglected the truth. Do you want to explain to Jesus Christ why despite your personal walk being in shambles, your Bible or lack thereof being in the condition it is, You chose to help build up another's walk with a humanistic, unresearched, unbiblical, worldly viewpoint that, when tested by the fire of God, was destined and did go up in flames faster than a box of old newspapers soaked in rocket fuel. Paul told the Corinthians in his second letter to them in chapter 13, verse 5, examine yourselves to see if you were in the faith, and further, in his first letter, he told them, Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. It all comes down to how serious you are about God and how serious you are about Jesus Christ. Are you in a position where someone's told you of the wrath to come and you've decided that you're going you're gonna to live your life believing in a God of your own liking until at the last second you'll jump on board, maybe slide into home plate, narrowly avoiding the tag, and be a hero? Scripture says differently about your self-appointed hero status. Are you serious enough to be one of the ones that give up everything to lay a hold of Christ, to constantly inspect your walk from its very foundation, and remodel, remove, and rebuild as necessary? Now having asked these somewhat hard and thought-provoking questions, I will repeat what Paul wrote in verses 13 through 15. Each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. It is very important to know your Bible. The fire will test the work each one of us has done. Your building material you gave another in your planting and watering endeavors, if truly biblical, and they use that upon their foundation, can lead to heavenly rewards. While, if you hand them material that is loosely biblical, but not true, a false teaching, if you will, you would be. You would be contributing to the rapid combustion of another's walk. In some cases, this is going to be a salvific issue, Many false teachers, whether knowingly or unknowingly, have led others down the wide path straight to hell with non-biblical theologies and ideologies, giving people a false sense of security. Some have handed demonic building material over to an illiterate and worldly supposed Christian who uses that unwholesome building material that is not built upon Christ Jesus, But a supposed Jesus, built by their own minds, that will not withstand the fire to come. And these people sadly will pass that material to others who will use it to build their own walks with, and they're going to garner similar results. When you know the Bible, you can build a strong walk with the true biblical Christ as a foundation. You can pass on building materials to others that will withstand the flames. Withstanding the flames and receiving the reward. If God has truly saved someone, and they have built unwisely, while still saved, they will suffer loss. If it were not for the purifying flames, they themselves would be in jeopardy. As we start a new year, we need to seriously look inward and see scripturally if all of our beliefs are of Biblical teaching. Many of us have come from diverse backgrounds, denominational churches, non-denominational churches tv ministries our own interpretation of scripture etc 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 and it's time to light a fire within us to see what burns up take a survey of the damage and using scripture rebuild our walks do this time and time again rebuild burn rebuild burn Build your walk out of scriptural gold, silver, and precious stone. And when you're sure that your materials are fireproof, pass them along to others. That is another huge point. Before you pass something on to others, make sure that the material is biblical and fireproof. So you're not contributing something that is going to go up in an inferno to somebody else's walk. One of Paul's big points here is that we must work together helping one another. You do no one any good if they're trying to build a house, if they're trying to build up their walk, and you show up with a handful of straw and some clay. If you seek to help others know Jesus Christ, if you seek to instruct others, if you seek to help them to build, you must know what good building materials are and that the foundation of your walk, the foundation of their walk can be none other than Jesus Christ. Let's let 2022 be the year of the holy fire, not a holy fire like the crackpots and loonies like to call upon, but a holy fire where we test our walks against the illuminating blaze of God's holy word over and over and over again until, when our time comes, we can step from the fire, our walk untouched by the flame and come face to face with Jesus Christ as he welcomes us to glory the towering flames of others' walks crackling and snapping in the background. Oh, what a sorrow it will be if we step from those flames, charred and covered in soot, knowing full well that we may be saved and in heaven, but we wasted so much time chasing after the world that we neglected the one who stretched out his arms upon the cross and paid for the very sin that once separated you from him. And in hindsight, your gratitude was shown, By the flames that nearly consumed you. 2022 is going to be a pivotal year at the cross. It's going to be a pivotal year in many places with the world as it is. And the things that have gripped this world. And we need to make sure that our walk with Christ is rock solid. And we need to make sure that it is built upon Christ and it is built out of biblical teaching we can't keep going around playing Christian and we can't keep going around passing along teachings that we just heard willy-nilly that tickled our ears off the TV or the radio or that somebody said in the store we need to make sure we're in our Bibles and we need to make sure that we are learning true biblical theology in order to to pass it along and help others grow. At some point in time, Christianity in our countries may become illegal. They may come in and take our Bibles from us. And when that has happened in the past and when it has happened in other countries, the only place that they were able to store that Bible is in their hearts. So brothers and sisters, I, I exhort you once again to Get them Bibles out and read them and study them. Get to know biblical truth. And get to know the Jesus Christ of the Bible and the God of the Bible. Because we are fastly approaching some weird and wild times. And I don't know if anything of this world, as it has in the past, so we thought, I do believe it was the hand of God, but I don't think there's any election or any people on this planet that's going to really pull us out of what's going on now. It has to be the people of God getting to know the God of the Bible, getting to know the Jesus Christ of the Bible, and going in and changing this world back to the Christian nation and the Christian world that it needs to be, and get it away from the uh, the demonic that seems to be running it at this point. So that is how we will start out 2022, getting in our Bibles, reading its... Up here it's going to be snowing and cold, so read your Bibles in the morning and while you're shoveling or snow blowing or plowing, think about what you read. Think about whether the what you read this morning and how you understood it lines up with the rest of Scripture, and if it doesn't, go back and reread it and figure out exactly what the author of that book was trying to say and what God's trying to tell you through that uh, particular letter. So with that, I thank you all for taking the time to listen. We'll say a quick prayer, and then we'll be off to our next exciting lesson and studying for that. Lord, I thank you for this time that you set for us here. I thank you for the words that came to hopefully get into the hearts and the minds of your people, Lord, to get them spurred on to learn and study, to pray to get to know you to a level that they have never experienced before. Lord, I ask your Holy Spirit go into their homes. It goes into their hearts, and that they truly understand the the consequences they have of just taking whatever teaching that comes along and building a theology upon that, Lord, that they understand that they need to get the precious building materials that match the precious foundation that is Jesus Christ, and build upon that Christly foundation their own personal walk. I thank you for this, Lord. I thank you for your son, and I thank you for his blood. It is in his name, in his blood that we pray. Amen.